Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. 4270. Coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now, here's Justin Akery and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 20% Need his name up in lights, he just wants to be heard. Whether it's the beat of the mic, he feels so unlike everybody else alone. In spite of the fact that some people still think that they know, but no, he knows the code. It's not about the salary, it's all about reality and making some noise, making a story, making sure his click stays up. That means when he puts it down, talks picking it up. Let's go. He never really talks much Never concerned with status But still even him starstruck Humble through opportunities Given despite the fact That many misjudge him Cause he makes a living From writing rats Put it together himself Got a picture connect Never asking for someone's help But to get some respect He's only focused on what he wrote His will is beyond reach And now it all unfolds The skill of an artist This is 20% skill 80% fear Be 100% clear Cause why you was ill Who would've thought He'd be the one That set the West in flames And I heard him with the crystal method, name of the game Came back, dropped mega death, took him to church I like bleach, man, why you had the stupidest verses? Dude, is the truth, now everybody giving them guest spots And stocks through the roof, I heard from with that guy 10% luck, 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of will 5% pleasure, 50% Hey, welcome in on Terrific Tuesday, Top 10 Tuesday, and uh, number one on our Top 10 list today is We Are On The Road. We are at the Arkansas Sports Hall of Fame. Today, we are celebrating high school football with the Fearless Friday kickoff luncheon. Westmore, Justin Acre here, the Wizard, holding it down back in the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio, and we are happy to be here, and this time of year, we're happy to be, well, frankly, anywhere, because we're always looking for things to talk about. we got... Home Run Derby to recap. We've got an all-star game to look at for tonight. We've got uh, Summer League to get into, and there's actually quite a few other things going on. But we're going to talk about high school football a lot today, which is awesome, and I'm excited. We've had some significant high-profile coaching changes, Wes, and we're going to get a few of those folks on today. I was talking with our uh, friend, and I use that loosely, Jim Withrow, not too long ago, and I asked him, have Quaint. you ever... <laughs> Have you ever seen, because he's been around a, a, a while, yes, he's and, and there have been some summers where there have been some uh, a lot of changes. Uh, I, I look back, remember when Kevin Kelly left Pulaski Academy and the waves that that created and then the mm-hmm. different jobs. But anyway, I asked him, have you ever seen anything like it, like we had this year? And he said no. He thought this was uh, the most turbulent offseason uh, or the most active offseason we've had with coaches moving and changing jobs and then high profile jobs when you look at Bryant and Conway and it just uh, Jonesboro there just been a lot of big changes uh, headline changes changes that you know that weren't just sports stories that were also kind of news stories because they were so big so it, it has been quite the offseason all right, so that's going to be uh, chief among them. Speaking of coaching moves, um, it looks like Northwestern will be looking for a coach, and I will be looking for a nine-pack of beer at local grocery stores or liquor stores because Wes and I made a bet yesterday, and it didn't take long for the president to get involved in an area that, well, frankly, he doesn't need to be, and uh, step in, and they fired Pat Fitzgerald yesterday. So here's what kills me. This is, this is the uh, essence of poor administration, frankly in the fact that you have had this on your table, on your desk since January, you delved into it deeply, and then all of a sudden, a story comes out in the paper in July, in the school poop newspaper, and by the way, kudos to student journalists, good yep. for them, um, for trying to shed a little more light on what they consider to be a significant issue, and then you backtrack and decide, no, now because people are talking about it again, we're going to go ahead and let him go. Pretty weak, in my opinion. Now, I'm not saying he's not deserving of it. I don't know all the details. I don't know if a whole lot more came out. I saw a lot of people coming oh. to his defense yesterday. But it's pretty weak administration, pretty poorly vetted process in my book. Well, that's where I was going to go. Their investigation sucked. Uh, <laughs> or, way to say it. or they uh, thought, maybe we can news dump this on a Friday afternoon, you know, the typical news dump, mm-hmm. and see if it just slides by. And we can just, you know, we, we'll give him the two-week suspension, and we'll see how this plays out. 
and uh, maybe we, we, you know, this is it, and it won't be a big deal. And then it blew up in their face. Is he, that either happened, or they're just complete incompetence of investigating what happened on their, their campus, and they had no idea after months and months of investigating. I, I mean, frankly, honestly, I'm just going to say this straight up. I mean, and I'm just the more I think about it, the more it infuriates me. Um, the AD should be fired. The president should be let go. I mean, frankly, he should have signed his own death warrant right there by letting Pat Fitzgerald go because if you blew it that bad and you've had eight months to vet this out or seven months to vet mm-hmm. this out and that's as far as you got and you were willing to let him go on until a student newspaper report brings it up again and then you decide you got a reverse field? No, sir. No, sir. I'm going to have to have some heads rolling besides Pat Fitzgerald. i got to think more will roll because this is Northwestern. You know, this is an esteemed university where it matters about education, right, and and intelligence. And you would think it would be run by some of the best people from the top all the way to the bottom. And when this kind of thing happens, that's embarrassing for a university. And and I think you you nailed it. I I don't see that this being the only head that rolls. Um, Are you insinuating, Wes, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, you have plenty of words in there on your own, that Michigan State, Ohio State, and others in the Big Ten don't value academics in the same way that Northwestern does? Yeah. Do you think Arkansas values academics the same way that Vanderbilt does? No. I think they do. I think they value it, but I just think Vanderbilt values it more. It means more. It means more and more? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, here's the thing. I also wouldn't be surprised if somehow they're like, okay, actually we overreacted. We'll keep him on. He is going to sue. He yeah. does not feel like he is... You know, and the other problem is too, because he does love Northwestern as, a, as an alum and all that. I know he does love the school, and he's been there forever. Um, so I don't think he wants to cause harm. But at the same time, this will keep him out of college coaching for the rest of his life if he does not clear his good name, sir. I don't think you can let him coach at the high school level if he does not clear his good name, sir. I think his name's already cleared. I mean, in the report, the president said that they found no uh, evidence that he knew anything about this. And so and that's why he hired the lawyer. And that's why he's, you know, he, his statement was, you know, they cleared me. I, I accepted the two-week penalty, and now they come back. I never resigned. I never agreed to this. Wait, are you getting this confused with the Bob Huggins story? No. Um, and he hired a lawyer yesterday, and he said, from now on, my agent and, and the, this lawyer group, whoever these attorneys, will handle this. But he made it clear. He wants his money. He's owed about 40-something million for the rest of his contract. And he, they made it clear that he didn't have any that. evidence. He didn't have any knowing of this going on. They never found any evidence of him knowing that this was happening. Then how can you fire him? Because of... He should know. He's the head coach. You've got to know what's going on in your program. If it's been going on for this long, and it was that easy for these college journalists to find out, how did he not know? You're but, running a program. And look, it's going to kill you in recruiting. Now, these other schools are going to come in and go, do you want your son to go to Northwestern? Really? Do you know what's going on there? Have you seen what they're doing in the showers with these kids? you want your young son? He can't. He I'd can't send my son there tomorrow. I'd send my son there tomorrow to play for Pat Fitzgerald. I well, wouldn't think twice about it. I think there would be a lot of people. But they're not going to win very many games with Maddox on their roster. I can say that right now. <laughs> <laughs> not about Maddox. You, I, I believe you'd be in the minority about this. There there would be a lot of moms that wouldn't feel comfortable with their sons going to play in this environment. Well, I haven't talked to his mother about it. didn't really come up. But if it does, I'll ask her. <laughs> um, I, don't say, I don't know how you can speak out of one side of your mouth and say, I'm, uh, he's got to be fired. And on the other side, you're saying he didn't know anything about it. And to say that he should know, maybe, and that's why you get a sanction. That's fine. You want to suspend him for a while. That's okay, because you should have been more diligent. But unless you think he intentionally turned a blind eye to it and you know, put himself in a position where he couldn't hear or couldn't know, then I just, again, I, don't, I, think, I think firing, that's, we're just so quick to overreact. I just think that's excessive. And I do think you can overcome this. And, again, there are, there are, look, I'm not saying it's right, and I don't think it's right, but there are a lot worse things we've heard going on in the locker rooms, and, and I just, anyway, I don't know. I think I missed my calling. I, I really wish I would have been like in PR marketing for some of these people that just, it's, it's just silly mistakes they make. If they really wanted to keep him and they wanted to do something, they, sh- they could have made the penalty a little bit more harsh. Mm-hmm. Don't give him two weeks where you don't miss anything, really. Right. That is, that is just a slap on the wrist, and we're not stupid enough. Me, well, the media, the people, fans, we kind of are. They, oh, he got nothing. That's no big deal. They're not treating this seriously. Mm-hmm. If they'd have come out and said, you know what? He made a mistake. He should have known about this. We're suspending him for a third of the season. Mm-hmm. Four games. Right. 
I think I would have been. You, I maybe, I'm not going to speak for you, but I think a lot of people would have been like, wow, that's pretty harsh, but you know what? Message sent. They're going to clean this up. Yeah. Everything's good. He still has a job. I think all this could have been avoided. Yeah. The, the two-week penalty of middle of the season or the middle of the summer where he's not going to miss anything, I think people just call BS on that. Well, remember the Ray Rice deal, and I can't remember the details off the top of my head, but remember they came out initially and suspended him or whatever over the domestic violence situation, and I'm not comparing the two. They're different, but... Then they came back and they go, oh, God, that video is terrible. Let me mm-hmm. let me give him a different suspension now. But that's what happens. I mean, people do. And it's fine to go back. I think he could have gone back and said, you know what? In hindsight and as we further evaluated and more information has come to light, where were these crybaby kids that hadn't said a word to anybody beforehand? I mean, don't you seek out former players that may have uh, an axe to grind at least? Even if they have mm-hmm. an axe to grind, you want to at least get their opinion and their side of it. I want to hear the worst of it. Give me the worst of it, because I know there's going to be a lot of people who are going to defend him and tell him, oh, I had a great four-year experience playing yeah. for Coach Fitzgerald. Um, you got to seek that stuff out. Again, I just think it's lazy on their part, but my thing is I don't know why you can't come back and make it a harsher penalty and then be like, I'm not going to fire him. By the way, you're not going to find him who loves the school more. You're not going to find anybody who's probably going to do a lot better job because it's not a very sexy job. I mean, let's be honest, the Vanderbilt coach did a lot better job this year than we thought he would, so Clark Lee. Yeah, no, he did. He's not going to be competing for a national title like you said at Media Day last year. I would say it's not a, you're right, it's not a sexy job, but you know what? It's a job in the Power Five. It's a job in the Big Ten, and there aren't a lot of those if you look at the, you know. There are a lot of coaches who would take it. Yes, I mean, how many SEC jobs are there? We're 14, about to be 16. You know, how many Big Ten? How many ACC? How many, what are there, about 50 really good jobs? Power Five jobs? 56, what's the number? 64, whatever the number. There's not a whole lot, my point, not a whole lot of jobs. So is he, are they going to get a, a, the top candidate, an Urban Meyer or something like that? No, but there will be somebody who really wants that job. The hazing was well known by many in the program, though the investigator failed to find any credible evidence that Coach Fitzgerald himself knew about it. As the entire six-month independent investigation was confidential, I only recently learned many of the details, including the complainant's identity. I spoke with his parents on Friday and the student on Sunday. Hmm. Your investigation sucked. Yeah. Or, you know what? Keep investigating. What's the rush? He's two years into a 10-year, $57 million contract. Yeah. Yeah. He wants that $47 million. I don't That's left, or $52 million. Ten. And that's, that's what hiring the lawyer is about. Mm-hmm. Because he knows they're going to they're gonna say he's fired with cause. He's not getting anything. Right. And he's preparing to get his money. Huh. I just saw this from Adam Rittenberg on Twitter. Six Northwestern faculty members are asking university leaders for the hazing investigation report to be revealed publicly, according to a letter obtained by ESPN. They also want the $800 Ryan Field rebuild project put on hold. $800? I'm assuming it's $800 million? Seems like a lot. Uh, until this crisis is satisfactorily resolved. Hmm. $800? It's got to be $800 million. It's got to be, but what yeah. the heck is that? Oh, Ryan Field. Yeah, you, I guess you could build a whole new stadium for that. Boy, it's, it's expensive to build stadiums these days, huh? Yes. That seems like a lot. Um, anyway, I'll be curious to see what shakes out with that. But <laughs> I thought, uh, yeah, I mean, I think we can all agree this is. And the other thing is, too, like, if I'm if I'm the president or I'm the AD right now, like, I am definitely puckered. Yes. Because I'm like, oh, good. When yeah. they see all the details in here, we're in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. They need to start looking, too. Yeah, and again, you we've seen this over and over again. And I don't care. Again, I've said this before, too. It's my kid. He did something wrong. You want to protect them. They love Pat Fitzgerald, and Pat Fitzgerald loves Northwestern. But you also have to do the right thing, and if there's enough in the report to let him go, you've got to let him go. But is there? And also, if you feel like there's a significant amount of you know, wrongdoing, you've also got to punish him a little more harshly, to your point, too. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Yeah, anyway, this is a, uh, there's a lesson to be learned here. Hopefully people learn it. But they seemingly are disinterested in learning things from these kinds of situations. What else you got? Public relations. PR, baby. Billy, on the unnamed, unsponsored text line, is there any validity behind Coach Orgeron getting the Northwestern job? Can he work at it in that conference? Uh, Ed Orgeron's name is tainted also, as much as he's been a good coach. There ain't no chance in Hades, I wouldn't think. Um, he, he did come from Northwestern. Yes, yeah, Northwestern State. Yeah, on Northwestern, <laughs> there was some evidence that he at least should have known, says Billy. 
like a scoreboard or a list on a big whiteboard in the locker room that had the names of the players that needed the treatment. Also, let's be honest that firing him is making up for looking lenient based on the facts that came out later. And that job in the Big Ten, which is set to divide up more money per school than the SEC beginning in 2024, will be a popular job. Okay. Um, This person says, sounds like Justin hasn't really done much digging on this. The other sports guys on at night said he even had a signal making some signal over his head when players made mistakes that meant they should be harassed and the other players knew what it meant. He sounds like a piece of work, and this is like Nasser, the doctor from Michigan State, who abused all those Olympians. People just didn't want to believe it and wanted to gloss over it, and frankly, Justin's done this glossing over in the past. Stick to your guns, Wes. Uh, I just read the report, dum-dum, that said he didn't know anything about it. So I don't know what report you're referring to out of the 501. Feel free to send it my way. Happy to read it. But, yeah, I have done a little research on it, and I've read as much, it sounds like, or more than you have, because obviously you don't know what the hell you're talking about. But if you got something else, I'd be happy to read it. Please send it on. Um, and, again, I just know I don't overreact to every single thing that happens in the world. I also try to take things from a logical and reasonable perspective. And, yes, was there some wrongdoing done? Yes. Does it always Should it always rise to the level of being fired? No. I don't agree with that. Uh, listened to guys and heard that Grand Budapest Hotel was a good movie. It was fantastic. Is this from the morning show? No, it's from our show. Uh, forgot about my other favorite Wes Anderson movie, The Life Aquatic, with Steve. Oh, Steve Sissou. Yeah. I didn't see it. Uh, it's got Bill Murray in it. I love Bill Murray. Yeah. You'd probably like it. Um, it couldn't have been for the morning show. There's no way they're watching Wes Anderson movies. No. <laughs> Did anyone notice the color of the shirt that John Gruden was wearing yesterday? Was it Northwestern purple? <laughs> Great point. There's another guy they couldn't hire. You have to have a guy, regardless of his coaching ability, number one is he's got to have a spotless resume and history. So, uh, 661-1037 if you want to join us today. We are again here at the Arkansas Sports Hall of Fame. You're welcome to pop over and say hello if you want. Hall of Fame's open today, right? Yes. Just don't get in the way of the interviews, please. Yeah. Uh, how many coaches and players are you running through here today, or can you ballpark me on the, we have, the number of teams? We uh, have 41 commitments uh, from high school football coaches, uh, two players apiece. So that's, what, 123 uh, high school players and coaches that will be hanging out. And then we got all of our crew. So there's about 150 people here hanging out I'm talking impressed. high school football. It's a really good quick math there. 123, you popped out. Thank you. It's 1023. I did have to order food from Corky's for all of us, so I had to do that math before. I hope you got 120, enough for 127 or 8, then. Uh, I told him 150. Good boy. And you know how Corky's is. Yeah, that means when you tell up 150, for 200. We will take stuff back to the TV station. Mm-hmm. One of the coaches uh, texted me this morning, I won't say who, and he said, Hey, I got a third player. I really want to bring him. He deserves to come. I won't eat today. I'll let him have my meal. Wow. And I was like, Coach, stop it. I got enough. Come on, bring him, and you can eat, too. You think you can get a play for a hard-working producer back in the studio, maybe? I think we can. Christian, send me your order, buddy. What, what's on the menu? You weren't responsible for that. It's uh, pulled pork. Uh-huh. I think there's some sausage. There's, uh, of course, tea, sweet tea and unsweet tea. Um, there's beans, coleslaw, and this is a tea in an odd, odd place. I was looking down there. Oh, okay. I was trying to, and I saw the the. Uh, ju- I thought that was a jug of tea. I saw at the end. Christian, do you, you want a delivery after the show's over? That sounds good. I'll take a uh, port. Okay, very good. We can arrange that. Let me get Jake in here, and then we'll take a timeout. It's ten twenty-four. Pat Bradley joining us. Thanks to River City Flooring. A little bit later in the show, we get the Red White Report brought to you by Big O Tires, and then we're going to talk to a whole bunch of high school folks and debate this Northwestern situation. Jake, what's happening? Hey, good morning, Justin <coughs> West, Christian. Hey, uh, I just wanted to uh, go back on something that you guys were talking about yesterday. So, Justin, while you were gone, I was actually the one that called in about the table tennis thing content. And I was actually, I wasn't trashing your guys or your show or anything. I was asking a question because here's why. It was in the middle of game two of the college world series final. I need the backstory. I have no idea what you're talking about. Remember uh, yesterday when we were telling everybody to email Justin at at 103.7 The Buzz with all your complaints? This is where it all started with Jake's call that the... uh uh, over the College yeah. World Series baseball games on the radio, that it switched in the middle and of the game to table tennis. Here's the, the thing, Justin. It, it switched like in the middle, I think, of the fourth inning when it's still actually a riveting game. I think LSU was down by two. And it switched to the 2021 table tennis championships. Now, I, I, I just have trouble understanding how that even happened. And, I, and so my question was, 
I know you guys are ESPN affiliate. I know they carry the content on the weekends or whatever. But who decides that? I mean, I was, like, really into that game, listening out here in my truck, and then all of a sudden it's 2021 table tennis championships, you know, in the middle of the fourth inning. So I don't know how that happens. Well, mistakes are made sometimes, was, bud. Nobody's perfect. Yeah. That's what happened. We would yeah, do I get, I get that, but I, I was coming forward to say, yeah, I was the one, that, and I was not going to email you on your vacation. I'm not that guy. Come on, so, I, I, yeah. I wanted Email's to come pretty, forward and be like, hmm. I wanted to come forward and be like, hey, man, you know, yeah, that was me. I asked that question, but it wasn't, it, it had nothing to do with you guys. I was just asking how that content was decided. I thought we were yeah, pretty clear that if you had any issues at all, you could email Justin at one three seven the buzz on his vacation. You you were Christian, you were, and but I I, want, I was not gonna do that while he was. Jake, you know. thanks. Glad glad you just uh, trying to be a good guy, man. In. And I appreciate that. Try harder. Um, listen, it's cool. Um, that was a mistake that was made. Obviously, we'd never dump out of a college World Series game to go to table tennis on the stream. I'm sure a relay <laughs> fired that wasn't supposed to, and that's exactly what happened. It's no big deal. And it was probably on ESPN's end, right? Could have been. I can't imagine that we would have, you know, a table tennis thing in the clip somewhere. Mm. I'll say HP's been doing what he's doing for a long time, and that would be a very out-of-the-ordinary mistake. But, you know, he's not Jesus, and he's not perfect, and he does occasionally make an error here or there, but they are very rare and very few and far between. So I don't know what's worse, the fact that Jake called up, the fact that he didn't email me, or the fact that he called in again to talk about it and throw himself under the bus when we didn't (laughs) even talk about it ever again. So I don't like pointing out mistakes and celebrating them or revisiting them, but that's fine. Anyway, sorry that happened. Uh, LSU won, by the way, Jake, in case you haven't heard. <laughs> Pretty handily, I might add. And they also had the number one and number two picks for the first time in the Major League Draft history. Speaking of, we do need to delve into that on the other side and talk about uh, who got taken yesterday. And there weren't a lot of surprises, but there were some good news, I guess, for Arkansas. Yeah, Wes has scrunched up his face like there were a couple surprises. Did you hear Pat Fitzgerald got fired? Did you know that you owe me nine beers? Yes, yes, Wes, I'm aware. Thank you very much. I hate losing to you. It makes me mad. But the good news is I'm going to get three out of the 12 packs, so that's cool. And if you think I'm going to bring in the whole 12, you crave. Are you doing Yingling or you want something else? Uh, you trust my judgment? Give you something creative? Uh, yeah, I do trust your judgment. There you go. We're going to get Wes something a little bit more creative. I may give you one of my imported beers all the way from Iowa. Okay. Yeah. I'm all for that. I like trying different things. Yeah, my buddy's got uh, my buddy's got a really good brewery, and I brought back some. So I look forward to I'll that. I'll spare one to you. Good. All right, 1028, we're going to take a timeout, and uh, we'll be back in just a second here. We're going to visit with some coaches, maybe? Sure. Okay. Guadney Chevrolet, always going to take care of you. Go to the website, guadneychevrolet.com, take a look at all the inventory, take a look at all the deals, then head to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. Right now, they're trying to get rid of all the 2023s on the lot. That's because 2024s are coming in right now, and they've got some 2024s and more coming, so... They're going to do everything they can to try to sell you a 2023 right now. They're paying top dollar for your vehicle. They are uh, still paying a lot of money for quality cars, trucks, and SUVs. You'll be able to pay off your note, mate, most likely, and then have a little extra cash put down on the down payment. Help lower your payments for that new 2023. Go to Guadi Chevrolet, Gregory Street Exit in Jacksonville. Do some wheeling and dealing right now and take home a new 2023. Get in the zone with Justin Acri and Wes Moore every day from 10 to 1. Live from the Oakwan Racing Casino Resort Studios on 103.7 The Buzz. Sports Center. Big news in college football. Northwestern head football coach Pat Fitzgerald has been fired. The firing comes in the wake of a hazing scandal that has rocked the Wildcats football program. Northwestern had initially suspended Fitzgerald for two weeks upon an independent investigation conducted by the university, but following new information that came to light from reporting from the student newspaper and ESPN's Adam Rittenberg, the university made the decision yesterday to part ways with Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald, a Northwestern alum, was about to enter his 18th season as the head football coach of the program. The 48-year-old had amassed a record of 110 wins and 101 losses. He is considered the best football coach in the history of Northwestern. I'm Josh Neighbors for the Buzz Radio Network.
Paid non-attorney spokesperson. Action Matters is responsible for the content of this ad. Toxic water at Camp Lejeune has caused pain, suffering, and death for tens of thousands of dedicated Americans and their families. If you're a current or former Marine, dependent of a Marine, or civilian who worked at Camp Lejeune at any time from 1953 to 1987, you may be entitled to significant cash compensation. Call 800-619-7308 now to see if you qualify. Studies have found the water at Camp Lejeune was contaminated with toxic chemicals, causing serious health conditions such as bladder, breast, or kidney cancer, Parkinson's, leukemia, and non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, as well as miscarriages, infertility issues, and certain birth defects. A new law was signed, allowing anyone that spent time at the base to seek the justice and compensation they deserve. Billions have been set aside by the government to compensate victims. All Marines, dependents, and civilian workers who spent time at Camp Lejeune anytime from 1953 to 1987 and developed a serious health condition, you may be entitled to significant cash compensation, even if you were denied a disability claim in the past. Call 800-619-7308 now to see if you qualify. Hurry, time is limited. Call 800-619-7308. 800-619-7308. Your husband is pretty handy to have around. He makes the world's best mac and cheese. He's in the Tickle Monster Hall of Fame. <laughs> and he can teach anyone how to throw strikes. But a busted pipe and a basement full of water? Honey, I think we need a plumber. Is a little out of his league. That's where a homeowner's policy from Shelter Insurance comes in handy. We'll help get your house back in order and your husband back to what he does best. <laughs> See shelter agents Brian Cress or Caleb Green in North Little Rock or in Brinkley Sea Agent Hunter Cornelson. Join Delta Waterfowl for the Duck Hunters Expo July 28th through the 30th at the Little Rock State House Convention Center. Three action-packed days of exciting demonstrations, seminars, and vendors. Find out more information at DeltaWaterfowlExpo.com. Don't miss it. Randy Rainwater on location in Searcy Friday at Harding University for the 7-on-7 Sonic Air Raid presented by Hennard Foothills Equipment. Top elite high school football players from the South will be there this weekend at Harding University. Welcome back to the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort studio home of the zone on the buzz radio network listen to your favorite radio station on the buzz app or online at 1037 thebuzzcom Send out an APB for Westmore. I don't know where he went, but uh, he's here somewhere. We are at the Arkansas Sports Hall of Fame. It's a Fearless Friday kickoff luncheon, and I am not afraid. I'm fearless. Uh, I'm sure that Wes will be back, but we'll talk to him in a second here. Um, we're going to be visiting with coaches throughout the day today. I hope this is okay. I don't know what Wes's schedule is, but Ryan Howard has been kind enough to sit in with us for a moment. He is the new, still new, I guess not really new, new, but it's new to me, uh, head coach at CAC. Coach, good to see you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Good seeing you guys. You were uh, you were destined to be a coach for the most part, right? I mean, you grew up as a son of a coach and wanted to coach pretty early on. Was that always part of your plan? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, obviously as a little kid, as early as I was able to, I got up to the field with my dad and was always up there. Uh, you know, was the water bore early on, got my first rippings for not having the water ready during time and practice and stuff and so so yeah and then I think uh, it was really kind of junior junior year of high school is when I figured out just really fell in love with the game of football um, and the X's and O's part of it and the schematic part uh, and, and knew that's that's what I wanted to do. Your dad was an offensive oriented guy? He was offensive line coach. Okay. Yep offensive line coach. So. And he coached where? At Vestavia Hills High School was where he spent uh, majority of his career. Okay. Um, before then he was at Sanford University for a couple seasons. Gotcha. And then some other high schools in the state as well. And he was there with you? I mean, were you there with him? I was, yep. He uh, he was coaching offensive line uh, during my time. Um, probably retired maybe eight years after I graduated high school. Okay. So, yep. And you also have uh, gotten some college experience too before heading up to to Arkansas or to uh, Central Arkansas, yeah. Christian. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, spent all my career in college, and, and this is my first first stint in high school, and we're excited about it. Yeah. yeah. So, so from your high school days, your college days at UCA, and then the coaching experience you've had. I mean, what are some things you wanted to kind of bring in and establish here at CAC? Yeah, I think the the biggest thing, um, you know, I think it was 2018, uh, just was challenged by by uh, Coach Brown to prepare myself for 
what I want to be in the future as a coach, um, you know, whatever that next move is, whether it's offense coordinator, head coach, and re- really took that to heart and um, got some other advice from coaches of, you know, just, just having a notebook together and throughout your coaching career, just keep notes of, of what you like, what you don't like, what you want to do, and so that way, you know, always preparing yourself for the opportunity that may come. Uh, and, and so I took that advice to heart and, and started doing that. You know, and really just started focusing on, on how I'd go and been at some great places, been around some great coaches uh, from high school to college to my coaching experience at UCA and Mizzou uh, and learned a lot, um, good and bad, what, what worked, what doesn't work, you know, and just took that and kind of figured out and meshed it all together and, and what would be the best and most successful to develop these young boys and, and the young men. Coach Shoemaker was there a long time. Is that tough when you replace somebody who's been at school one time? Or does it make it easier in a sense because sometimes people want change? Yeah, you know, I think with what Coach Shoemaker did at CAC, did a phenomenal job. Um, and at his time being there, you know, I never recruited CAC, but being so close at UCA coaching there, you always knew that, hey, they were always competitive. Um, and, and he did a good job with that. And so, you know, it's always, always hard to come in with that, but it was a great transition um, with it. And that just speaks to the people at CAC and the community and the families and, and the kids um, and understanding what, he, what good he did for the school and then accepting the change that came with it. Um, as well, and so I think it was a good transition, a great transition um, for it. Obviously, he he um, developed guys to to give them an understanding of football, and we're just building on those building blocks of of what techniques and fundamentals are, are necessary uh, and stuff. And so I would say it's been a good transition, and there really hadn't been much change um, with it. I think there's a lot of excitement and open arms for for um, new new breath to come in. Uh, and as well as understanding and respecting what what the past was. Does it help to come into a, a job like this when you have one of the state's top quarterbacks? With yeah. Wilson. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's be honest. Right? You, you got to make you got to do your homework before you take a job. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know what I mean? So uh, I, I was I was doing my homework, and um, Emerson's right there, and, and he'll tell you that I texted him like, "Hey, man, hey, tell me a little bit about the team." Yeah. You know, <laughs> obviously, being in the same conference, and Austin and I were good buddies, so it always helps, right? I mean, the game of football, no matter what level you play, youth league, NFL, college, high school. If you ain't got a quarterback, you probably don't have much of a chance, um, you know, with that. And so, obviously, having having a guy with a lot of ability helps. What type of player is he? What do you see the future for him? Yeah, I think he, he's got a lot of upside. Obviously, just um, you know, physically, stature wise, he's got uh, he's got that already. Yeah. Um, you know, and he's got a big arm, and, he, and he's a good athlete, really good athlete. So, and, and what's been impressive is just he comprehends, he processes. Um, you know, just learning a new scheme, learning being taught differently than what he's been taught um, at quarterback and stuff, and just just a little bit. Obviously, he plays three sports, you know, which is rare, especially when a when a kid's committed to an SEC school already. You don't see many kids playing three sports. You know, it's mostly two sports. And hey, I'm gonna focus on my quarterback skills to develop, and and so him just playing three sports. Uh, he's a good athlete, and so with that, he's had not limited time because he's done a great job, always ready and wants to meet. You know, during the school day, during lunch uh, in the mornings before school and, and stuff but what you've seen from from spring practice to today um, is just his understanding and, and processing of what we're trying to and it's it's I mean it's you watch the film with him um, you know for example went to Greenbrier seven on seven we watched the film after with him and just the mistakes he was making the very next day at practice you see it he's clicking uh, you know and just that quick processing part of it and so I think as a quarterback that's the most important piece um, it's just that processing aspect of it what would you tell parents that have kids that are multiple sports stars or playing I mean it was last this time last year coach yeah. Evans sat down broke the news to us that his quarterback had just told him yeah. they were le- he was leaving uh, and wasn't going to play for him because he was going to focus on baseball he's a Razorback baseball commit we saw it at, at Pulaski Academy the same thing has happened 
you know, I can see one side where they want to focus on that one sport and mm-hmm. become even better, and they're you know prepared to play when they get to college, just like some of the other kids. But then playing multiple sports, I know that helps also. So, how, what would the conversation be like for you to a parent on the pros and cons? Yeah, obviously, I think there's a balance, right? Um, you know, every kid prefers one sport over the other. You know, even if you love both, you're going to prefer one sport over the other. Uh, and so, there's a balance to it, right? First, what's what's the sport you want to play? Um, you know, and then I think for parents, it's what's your, what's realistically, what's your future, right? You know, do you really have a future at the college level? Um, you know, and, and if you do, then, you know, playing, playing multiple sports helps. One, it gives you a break from your sport. Right, and, and that burnout aspect isn't as prevalent mm-hmm. um, because you're taking time off from it. And then, two, it's just when you're talking about high school kids, playing multiple sports makes you a well-rounded athlete, right? I mean, it's like I tell parents all the time, you know, being basketball helps you be a better football player. Football helps you be a better basketball player. Like there's things that basketball helps you do with quickness, you know, that helps in football. You know, being physical in football helps you on the basketball court. And the same, same thing, you know, in, in most sports. As most sports correlate, whether it's one or two skill sets, it's still important. So just that developing aspect of it, I would say, just helps with burnout and just skill development. Uh, so I think it, it's very important for kids to do at this young age, you know, specializing in one sport. You just you put a lot of attention on, on it. Talking to Ryan Howard, if you're just tuning in, Central Arkansas Christian coach, former University of Central Arkansas quarterback. UCA to CAC. There you go. It's all about Central Arkansas for you. It's all about, you must have a lot of purple in your closet, too, huh? I love the purple. I know you do. We were talking about a coach who also has worn purple throughout his life as a player and then a coach of Pat Fitzgerald, and there's obviously a lot of heat there, and he's been uh, let go after you know some hazing incidents and apparently was a long-term thing. I want to ask you about culture because that's what they're really calling into question now about creating culture, not hazing specifically, but um, when you walk in and obviously you want to sort of establish what kind of brand you want to have for your school, how do you do that? And you've had a lot of different influences over the years. What are some things you want to do to try to create a certain level of expectation for your guys? Yeah, I think the number one thing is obviously you set the expectation. You know, the expectation is what you said it is. And then it's just it's a daily commitment to you as a coach and you as the coaches as a commitment to hold that standard. Uh, and it's a daily commitment. And, and that's the biggest thing, um, you know, because as a coach, if, if you're not going to be daily and consistent with it, then you're going to lose credibility um, for it. And so that's that's the toughest thing, I think, about building culture. It's just that daily commitment to sticking to what the standard is mm-hmm. and what the expectation is and not wavering. Uh, because once you waver, then now you're going to lose credibility. You're going to lose the culture. And the kids are going to now say, well, you know, well, you did this for him, but you didn't do it for me. And and so that's the I would say that's the hardest part of it. But I think the biggest thing that we, we teach is, is love, serve, and care are our main three things that we talk about. And I think when you teach your guys how to love and you love them as coaches and you care for them and you serve them, you know, I think the culture is going to get – it's going to be a healthy culture. Mm-hmm. You know, the expectations of, hey, we give our best every single day, and it's a daily commitment to giving that. And so I think that's the biggest thing about just building a culture that I've just seen, whether it works or doesn't work, you know, whether a program has the culture or it doesn't, is, is you either see the consistent daily commitment to the coach and the coaching staff to holding them to it, or you see it slip every other day right. and it's not a consistent thing. You you walk in and you're trying to learn your own team. Now you got to obviously get to know them but then you start looking at your schedule and get to know your opponents. How do you feel about the way things the way you've been dealt uh, your your schedule here in this first year. Yeah, it's uh you know the 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 biggest thing about about college is you know most teams are running the same offenses. Uh, and, and one unique thing about our conference is we got spread offenses. We got triple option offenses we got dead to you i mean we got an array of offenses and so that's uh that's obviously going to be a big challenge um and, and knew that going into it and obviously you know i used the resource that i had at at mizzou before i took the job and even once i took it before i got here of like hey talking with the defensive coaches coaches that have been coaching a lot longer than me that have coached against the Georgia Techs of the triple option days, the Navies, the Armies. And we were actually fortunate enough at Mizzou in 21, we played Army in the bowl game. Uh, 
uh, you know, and so they weren't. And then at UCA, obviously talked to Coach Kitchens. They played Kennesaw State, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and they've played. So just the resources I've had with, with coaches that have been able to do that has been very helpful just to learn, hey, what's what's the scheme of it? And so that's the, that's the unique part about our schedule is just the – the, and we we got a great plan. We've been every single day. We we practice against those offenses as well. You know, even if it's five minutes. That way, once the week comes, the guys aren't seeing new things that they've never seen before. But you know, come game week of the times we we play those teams, our players are going to be comfortable in and seeing that as opposed to oh gosh. It's Monday. What is this? Oh, we play Friday. I got three days to learn this. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I think that's the biggest thing is just instilling that confidence in our players by doing that. Trinkwitz is uh, polarizing around here. There's some people that really like him. I bet you're in that camp. And then there's some that can't stand him. What what makes him that polarizing guy? What do you think about him? You know, I, I don't know what makes him. I guess everyone's opinion is their own. Uh, you know, but obviously he was just to allow me the opportunity to get my foot in the SEC. Uh, you know, always forever grateful for that. Um, you know, because cause getting, getting an opportunity to coach in the SEC is, is hard. And it's rare, and a low percentage guys get their opportunity to do it. So, for him giving me that opportunity, I'm I'm thankful for it. And and he was just a good offensive mind to be around. Uh, very smart football coach, uh, understands the run game, and and so and just tendencies. And so that was really unique. And then this past season, I was I worked right his right hand man, working with him. Um, you know, I sat in there with him uh, as we came up with the game plan, and and he came up. And so just being able to to hear his thoughts and what he was thinking and and how he orchestrates drives and and plans uh the game and stuff was was really good experience um and the offense that we ran and he was accustomed to is a little different than what i was at uca and so so that was a really good experience um just being around him with that uh, and and really got a lot out of that um those last two seasons working with him we gotta hit a break but i just want to ask you one last thing we're talking to ryan howard's cac head coach um Obviously, he could have stayed in college. What what drew you back to high school? What do you like about that versus being a college coach? You know, I think it was just time for my wife and I. We're we're um, just wanting to settle in a little bit and, and not be so um, moved around so much and, and kind of be more consistent as we want to start a family with that. And, and then just a, a more healthy work-life balance uh, was one of the big things. Yeah. We felt like it was time on that. Um, that, hey, it's time for us to start trying to have kids and, and create a work-life balance was the biggest thing. Yeah, college is not conducive for that. That's for sure as an assistant coach or as a head coach. That's a, that's a tough gig. It's rare. Yeah. It's rare. Well, listen, good luck to you this uh, this fall. I'll be watching your team and, and rooting for you and wishing you the best. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. All right, take care. That's Ryan Howard over at CAC. It's 1047. We've got to hit a timeout. We'll be back in just a sec. We'll wrap up our first hour. Here there on Sports Hall of Fame, it's the Fearless Friday kickoff luncheon. Christian questions of the day today as we head in. And then I want to get a recap because I actually discussed this with a couple different people yesterday. Got a, uh, got a couple different answers. Which trilogy you like best, the original Star Wars trilogy or the first three out of Indiana Jones? And then uh, give us our question for today. Our recap of yesterday is... I can go back that far. All right. Star Wars actually narrowly won. It was 51% versus 49%. Wow. Pretty cool. close. I'm impressed. Yeah. That's good. That's. I think that's uh, That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. And our question of the day today is, have you ever bought a toy you wanted as a child as an adult? Of course, a toy, toy that you never got. Uh, 56% of voters say yes so far. What? Well, have you? Um, No, I don't think so. I mean... I'm 27 years old now. There's things that I wanted when I was 16 that I still want, and I will get. So I guess maybe that counts. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I got pretty much as a kid. I mean, we only got gifts. We didn't get gifts like willy-nilly all the time. Um, it was usually Christmas or birthday, and that was the deal. Like, that was the mm-hmm. understanding. Like, if it wasn't Christmas or birthday, you weren't weren't going to go, mm-hmm. hey, Mom, I really want this thing, and ask for it like you're going to get it tomorrow. Like, that's not how we rolled. Yeah, we went to Walmart to get groceries. It wasn't, you, you got a toy also. Yeah. That didn't happen back no. then. Not no. Not for us. No, it's neither. Yeah, absolutely not. And if you save, like, your allowance or whatever, my parents, I will tell you this, the, one of the first times this ever happened was outside of a holiday or my birthday was, uh, I really wanted a boombox as a kid. Yeah. It's like a hundred yeah. bucks. Yeah. And they said, look, if you save half of it, we'll pay the other half. And I thought that was pretty cool. That's mm-hmm. fair. Yeah. So I did. You earned it. Yeah, sure did. 
Um, and, those and then are, as a parent, you know for sure, do they really want this? Right, exactly. What music like, did you play out of that boombox? Well, the funny thing is, I was going to tell you, this is so dorky, and I'm going to tell you guys this. I would record songs off the radio, yeah. and then I would like do a DJ intro into the next song, <laughs> and then I would wait for it to come on the radio, and I would record it. That is so such a clown show. But I guess that was my first radio gig. There what, you go. One of the uh, silliest things my parents thought was so silly. I get, the, the, like you, the boombox. And mm-hmm. one of the first things that cassettes I got was Eddie Murphy Raw. They're like, oh, you boy. got this for this? Oh, boy. Yeah. You got to keep that kind of low. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I remember, yeah, we were playing some, some music that was a little edgy back then. And my buddy and I look at each other. I'm like, sir, paying attention? <laughs> I mean, we'd be on the driveway playing basketball and listening to the, you know, to some of these songs. It's like, is your dad in the ground? Is he here now? Turn that down. Anyway, Too Short was not the best move either. Oh, no. <laughs> For those of you tuning yeah. in. Uh, let's take a time out and uh, remind everybody there's cool stuff going on at Oakland. I-, I was shocked. Justin Moore is critical of a lot of people. And, look, a lot of people go after Taylor Swift. I get it. There are other people he just doesn't like. He hates John Popper. Who hates John Popper? I yeah, love John Popper. I heard him say that he, he couldn't stand his voice. I was like, I think he's a good singer. I think John Popper's phenomenal. Plus, the other thing is, what he's got. He's got uh, harmonica envy, probably. Yeah, nobody's playing the harmonica better than him. Dude, John Popper's the best in the business at that. I've seen him in person a couple of times. He's phenomenal. So, you know, to each their own. I mean, Justin's a, he's kind of a snob when it comes to vocals because God reached down and blessed him with special vocal cords. But, you know, for the average man like us, I mean, we appreciate John Popper's voice. Blues Traveler's coming November 17th. I guess that's the point of my story. A lot of other great shows coming up as well. You can find out more about it and buy your tickets at Oakland.com. I can't imagine Blues Traveler won't sell out, though, so I would definitely encourage you to jump on it ASAP. And I would have already bought my tickets if I didn't have a comment like that night i assure you as soon as i saw it announced before it was even officially announced i was like let me check my can- oh crap i got it that night's too bad anyway so many ways to have fun at oakland 24 7 smoke free casino you get the mainline sports bar but the bottom line is they've got great restaurant options all across the board dining is great there obviously hanging out at the pool this time of year you can go out and hang out there during the summertime and uh the rooms are fantastic even there isn't live racing there's so many fun things to do there even if you're not a big gambler. But check out the sports book if, in fact, you are. I'm sure there are wagers to be had on the All-Star game tonight and uh, lots of other things to wager on as well. It is at Oaklawn. Wimbledon. Should be betting on Wimbledon right now. You want Alcaraz or Djokovic? New blood. Alcaraz. Okay. No escaping Alcaraz. And we have one American left to root for, too, who's moved on. So he's had a big step forward, which is cool. This is about the best moment of his career so far. But anyway, it's at Oaklawn. It is Arkansas's only... Racing Casino Resort. We are back at 10.52 after this on the Buzz Radio Network. This is Pat Bradley for River City Flooring, where you can pick your payment. Get 0% interest for 12, 24, or 36 months, and River City Flooring in Maumel is where you'll save 50% on all in-stock waterproof LVP flooring. And did you know River City Flooring carries cabinets? So stop in and let my friends at River City Flooring help you with your remodel. Kitchen, bath, living, dining, they do it all. Check out River City Flooring in Maumel at their huge new showroom on Maumel Boulevard just off 430. It's Justin Acre for Certa Pro Painters, and I get so excited when I get a chance to call my friends at Certa Pro and tell them I've got a new project for them. Certa Pro can help take your idea for a project and make it even better. The good thing is you know you can get on the schedule and get that project started quickly. But it is starting to fill up fast, so you need to get on the schedule ASAP with my friends at Certa Pro. Each Certa Pro Painters business is independently owned and operated. These folks live in your community and want to help you get the best paint job possible. Schedule your free estimate at CertaPro.com. That's Certa with a C. Courtney Ballantyne here for the butcher shop. Hold up there. Everyone knows I've always been the paid spokesperson for the butcher shop, where you'll find me on most evenings enjoying one of their delicious charcoal grilled steaks. But Hope, I'm here to talk about their lunch specials every Tuesday through Friday from 11 to 2. Wait, what? The butcher shop is now open for lunch, too? Yeah, and they have a rotating meat selection every day, as well as everyone's favorite, Steak Burger Fridays on the last Friday of the month. What are we waiting for? Let's go to the butcher shop steakhouse for lunch and dinner. 
Need a new tractor? Zero-turn mower? Maybe even a new utility vehicle? River Valley Tractor has you covered. With Kubota equipment from River Valley Tractor, you'll find tractors that are rated number one in owner experience to take on your toughest jobs with ease. Find them today at rivervalleytractor.com. Work smarter, not harder this year with River Valley Tractor. River Valley Tractor, closer than you think. Chosen as one of Arkansas's best places to work eight years in a row, Rainwater, Holt & Sexton is hiring premier paralegals and legal assistants at all locations, Little Rock, Conway, Hot Springs, Bryant, Jacksonville, and Springdale. Rainwater, Holt & Sexton's mission is to compassionately represent injured and disabled Arkansans. With generous benefits and competitive pay, Rainwater, Holt & Sexton is a destination employer hiring the best. Apply today at callrainwater.com. Hey folks, Wild Bill here with Magic Market Motorsports Authority in Hot Springs and Russellville. Folks, we're kicking off our third annual Sizzling Summer Sell-Off, and my goodness, do we have the inventory. That's right, Bill. We've got the best inventory we've ever had. Not going to last long. Terrains, rogues, forerunners, pilots, escapes. And don't forget, we say yes. Come see us. We've got plenty of financing options for you to get you in the vehicle of your dreams. And if you can't make it to one of our locations, you can always visit us online at msastore.com. Welcome back to The Zone. Did we say something stupid or wrong? Uh, it is Stevie Wonder's birthday. The Jamie Foxx movie was awesome. The Jamie Foxx movie. We that played Ray Charles. Let us know by hitting us up through live fan feedback or on the text line. Now, back to the mostly correct Zone. You know, I saw an interesting uh, fact today as we welcome you back in to the zone on the road at the Arkansas Sports Hall of Fame today. Nobody from um, Saturday Night Live was ever awarded an Oscar, but Jamie Foxx, of course, who was on In Living Color, won for Ray. So interesting of all the actors that have come through Saturday Night Live over the years, none of them have ever won an Oscar. Love that movie. I know you do. Huge Ray fan. Yes. And I'm glad that Jamie Foxx is doing better. What an American uh, treasure he is. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we are here for the uh, Fearless Friday kickoff lunch and some um, Asher Record Live fan feedback. People uh, are getting all over Jake, who called in to remind us that he was upset about a mm-hmm. switch online. He was listening, eh, whatever. Uh, please stop, Jake, says this person. Jake, call the station and ask for somebody rather than taking up more airtime on a show about something that is obviously a glitch somewhere. Good grief. Thank you very much. Uh, Mike says, what a dumb call, Jake. Think if anyone talks good about another program or another coach than Van Horn, they are dumb and stupid. It is about respect. Pretty awesome deal LSU did this year. Van Horn had the same opportunity as anyone else to get skeins and other transfers, so don't bash. I didn't hear him bash them, but okay. Uh, Kylie says, guys, report or don't report, I personally do not think any athlete should have to accept unwanted physical touching. <laughs> you should have played football. I got a, I got a lot of unphys- uh, unwanted physical touching during the games, <laughs> especially unwanted naked touching. I'll give you that one. Wes, if it's not okay for ladies to have unwanted physical touching, why would it be okay for a guy to have to endure unwanted physical touching? Wes is not okay with any of this. I'm the one that was defending to some degree. Not necessarily what happened, but I also don't think Pat Fitzgerald should uh, be fired necessarily. But again, you can be, uh, you're can you welcome to it. DJ says, a source says Bobby P is going to make the move, which would have him at four programs in the last four months. I'll tell you what, mm. they could do a lot worse, but again, he does not have a crystal clear... History and so I think from off the field stuff, you got to have a guy who's got to. When you make a move like this, yeah. you've got to get a guy that's a no-brainer yeah. in that regard. Even if it is to the detriment of his coaching ability, you got to have a guy with a clean resume. Yeah, no, that won't work. Although I hire Rod Petrie from the five hundred one on the uh, unsponsored text line. Jake raided the White House. They're killing you over there. Poor Sorry, team. Jake. Table tennis on radio. That sounds awesome. What is it? Table tennis on radio. Dude, it happened to me. I was coming back from Gulf Shores. I was listening to the buzz on my app, yeah. and something Razorback related came on, and I was outside the radius, and it goes to this ESPN programming Thanks, that's looped over and over and over, and it was horrendous. Terrible. Thanks. Casper says, was I the only one that used to put Easy e and Too Short into their Teddy Ruxpin and let him rap? Probably not, but it's not a good move, for sure, if you don't want to get in trouble with mom and dad. It's uh, time for our this top of the hour break. This is the Arkansas sec. basketball team. Summertime is here. Whether you're going to the lake or the beach, you need to go to Bell & Sword in Conway. Great menswear. New shipment of Peter Millar polos and short sleeve shirts. The performance dress shirts from Mizzen and Maine, sport coats and slacks, Tommy Bahama shirts and swimsuits. 
Remember, for a wedding or any formal affair, Bell & Swore has the finest formal wear in